Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bears acquired former first-round pick in Keel Harry for a seventh-round draft choice in 2024. This is the kind of dumpster dive moves the Bears should be making. Ryan Poles going out there trying to find values where there might not be considered some values. And it's one of the things that they should be, I think the fans should be very optimistic about. Like this, you should feel good about this. At worst, if you want to be lukewarm, If you're like, I don't think he's going to matter, that's fine. But there's no need to be negative about this move at all because it comes at no risk. It comes at no cost. The seventh-round pick doesn't really mean anything. So now you've got a guy who is a former first-round pick. And listen, we have saw him play at Arizona State. This dude can ball. He's got some ability. He's had some trouble with separation on the NFL level, but he's contributed in other ways. Pro Football Focus had him as one of the top blocking wide receivers in the NFL. And I know that sounds a little damning with faint praise. Kind of like, kind of like when I was uh every when every one of my female friends fallback date for the prom. Like, hey, if the guy that I really don't like won't take me to prom, I'll go with you. And I, I you know, was still happy to accept them. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do whatever. Uh, whatever. I'm not, I'm not choosy. Uh, but listen, we have a highly motivated player who is gonna come in. And it's going to compete for a job. And you know what? Some players do not thrive in the Bill Belichick system. You know, I was on, NF, uh, excuse me, I was on Good Morning Football this week with Darius Butler, a guy who did not play very well with the New England Patriots, the team that drafted him. He lasted there for two seasons, ultimately found a home with the Indianapolis Colts, where he went on to be a highly productive player. So I think that we could be seeing the start of something good. And speaking of starting, Sammy, why don't you go ahead and start the show? Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Adam Ray. Trying to cut it back. Justin Fields making magic happen. The Sticket Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Welcome to the Sick Podcast. We have got a great show lined up for you today. One of our favorites, Ill Will, is going to be joining us here in just a couple of moments. We're going to be talking about the Enkeel Harry deal. You know, one of the things, too, if you're upset with this, this transaction, then you must be a Patriots fan. That's the only fan base that should have issue with this. And I think a lot of Patriot fans are still stung by the fact that, you know, they drafted in Keel Harry over guys like Debo Samuel, 
A.J. Brown, some of those other third-year or fourth-year guys who are now starting to go into the final season of their contract. And that, if you're a Patriots fan who's upset because the Patriots never seem to hit on their picks, I can understand that. So, again, for us Bears fans, we should be delighted. And a uh, quick reminder here, uh, I wanted to take this opportunity to let you know that AM 1530 WCKG in Chicago is the home of the Sick Podcast. That's right. Every Friday, 2 to 3 Central Time, the Sick Podcast will be on AM 1530 WCKG. And coming up after us, we got Olin Krutz, we got Jason McKee, the No Name Podcast. So a great two-hour drive of Bears content, and we could not be more thrilled to be a part of that great station. And also, I wanted to remind you, if you're bored of U.S. Netflix, why not take it for a spin in the U.K.? Using NordVPN and a click of the button, you can do just that. No need to travel to Japan for your favorite anime when NordVPN brings it right to you. With over 5,000 server options, no show is out of your reach. And using my link, nordvpn.com slash sickadam, you can receive a huge discount on a two-year plan plus one free month. So take advantage of that while you can. And taking advantage of this, I like to use my, you know, limited celebrity uh, to bring on some of the greatest Bears content creators out there. One of the best to do it uh, is a young man that I found on Twitter, started following him, really love his vibe, really love his podcast. He is one of the three Kangs of the Midway. He is our friend. Please welcome back to the show, Ill Will. Ill! Adam, man, thanks for having me on again, brother. Oh my gosh, I could not wait to get you back on. We've been trying, like, listen, yeah. you you stiff arm me like you're Walter Payton <laughs> running down the sideline. I'm just happy we were finally able to get this done and get you back on the show. And I love that you're wearing the embroidery hat too. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, that's a great company. I I wear a couple of their hats as well. I'm not wearing it now. Had I known, I would have coordinated, but I didn't bring one to the, to New York because I didn't want to, you know, lose it and travel. But I'm glad to see you representing. I'm walking around New York City representing Chicago as well. So pleased to have you on here. What do you think, though, about this and Keel Harry deal? Obviously, uh, on Tuesday night, we talked to Clay Harbor. He likes it. I like it. How do you feel about it? I like it. Uh, like you said in the opener, it's a low-cost move, right? They're giving up a future 2024 pick. Which, yeah, it's not, if you not even a, next season. Yeah, it's not even next season. If you trade like a future pick, it drops a grade. So it's like, what is it like giving away a UDFA, you know, for for Nikhil yeah. Harry? Come on, man, it's 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 a decent move. We need we need players. He has a skill set. It didn't work out in the Patriots. I'm not saying this guy's gonna come here and be the next Randy Moss, right. but I mean, even if he doesn't work out, you gave up a 2024 seventh round pick. What is there to be mad about? But people are mad because I don't know why people are just mad. I saw a great tweet. <laughs> I don't know who it was, and I feel so bad. I should have pulled it and had and sent it to Sammy so he could pop it up here. But somebody was telling me, or somebody made the point, like the difference between Ryan Pace and Ryan Poles is that Ryan Poles sent a seventh round pick in 2024. Ryan Pace would have sent a fourth round pick in 2023. So again, like just have some <laughs> perspective of how bad it could have been. Because again, when you're rebuilding, these are the kind of dumpster dive moves that you need to make. If we're making this move five years from now, I might not be as optimistic. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, I said that before the season started. I told fans, we are rebuilding. People are like, no, nah, no. Nah. 
we were still chasing the goals of 2018. It's over. That, that, that era yeah. is over. We don't have anyone on the team from that team, really, do we? Uh, I think Cody Whitehair. Cody, yeah, that was the one. Yeah, that, that's Montgomery? It. No, no, Montgomery. Was no, he wasn't. Yeah, we had he Jordan next season, Yeah, yeah, we had Jordan Howard. Darnell Mooney wasn't on that team. None of these guys. So we're rebuilding. Take a shot. We had to eat all that dead cow from cutting Cleo Mack, which still hurts my soul. Which, yeah, which still pains me to this day. Uh, and yeah. so we took. Yeah, I mean. He's out here in L.A. I might go see him, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. By the way, if you go to NFL shop right now, um, there was a few left, but they're selling his kids' jerseys. Like, if you if you were, if you have a toddler, like I have a four-year-old, I'm buying him a Khalil Mack jersey because it's 10 bucks. Like, the shipping is more than the actual jersey. So there's, there's some upside. There's some positives. Uh, we, we're not paying a salary anymore. And... Um, you know, you get a $10 jersey of Khalil Mack. Don't need, don't need to be ashamed of that. How do you feel? Do you feel like – I know you see this a lot on Twitter. I know I'm getting off the point. But I I hear when people, like, they're like, oh, I can't wear this Khalil Mack jersey anymore. I'm like, why not? He played for us. He was a good player. He uh, – Allen Robinson, I would, mm -hmm. I would rock his jersey. He was a good player for us. Now, I went on to Etsy and was buying what I thought was a Johnny Knox jersey. Do you know whose jersey I actually purchased? Pringle. Oh, no. No. Who else wore number 13 for the Bears recently? Oh. A former first-round pick out of West Virginia. Oh, Kevin White. Kevin White. <laughs> so now I, I, can only wear, I can only wear that jersey with a jacket over it. Like if I, have, if I have my roots of fight jacket on, like I could wear that and people would be like, oh, who's your other? Johnny Knox, of course. Everybody knows this. Um, so I know. So I, again, I still think, I don't know if you've had an opportunity to go and, and check out Berlissimo's great breakdown of, and you can find that on Twitter, of Keel Harry. There's a lot of things about him that I, I believe are positive. I think that his blocking ability gets, gets uh, overlooked. How much? How how much? How familiar are you with uh, with Inkill? Inkill, uh, a little bit. Uh, I did recently. I've done some research. Uh, my fellow podcaster Dan Goodwin the third called this trade out like a couple months ago, and I was like, "Hey, he's worth a shot." Uh, he yeah. has like a. I love Berlissimo, by the way, so I got to check out his uh, check out his breakdown. Mm -hmm. uh, but I watched the. It was I think it was 2019. It was every target he had for the New England Patriots, and and there's some stuff there. And I yeah. see where they said he struggles to get off the line of scrimmage. Yeah, he's a physical guy. He can block, which is a, important in a zone-based zone, zone running scheme because I think the Bears are going to run a lot. People think we're going to yeah. throw the ball 50 times, but not. Uh, I like that. He's big. He can go up and get it. There's not a lot of, like, yak ability, but he's a go-up-and-get-it guy, which the Bears don't have a lot of. They have a lot yeah. of, like, six feet, six one guys that are fast and can create, run after the catch ability. But they don't have a lot of big guys. So he has a role. You know, the only big guy we have is uh, Equinemius St. Brown. Right. So, so having him, I think it's good, man. I mean, I, I, I legit, like, I was off Twitter for a little bit because I was just getting frustrated, right? Yeah. And I saw people were mad that we made the trade. Or Bear fans are happy that they traded for Harry. I don't get it. I'm like, bro, you gave up a future seventh-round pick for him. If he does anything, if he catches 15 passes and blocks – you know, uh, what's what's the guy, uh, Alexander, on the yeah. touchdown run, then he was worth <laughs> So No, that I yeah. mean, that's a huge skill. Like, I, I yeah. made a joke about it on the intro, on the cold open, about, like, ah, it's a little damning with great praise. Like, you would rather be known as, like, 
you know, he's Tyreek Hill who takes a five-yard dump out to the house for 80 yards. That would be ideal. But the way that I look at this wide receiver room right now, and I want to know how you feel about it. Like we have Darnell Mooney is the bona fide number one. He is going to be a superstar in this league. It's undeniable. He's going to get the targets. And, you know, a friend of mine who I follow on Twitter and on TikTok, Shane Palma, if you can go and find him, we were talking about this the other day. Like he is just from a fantasy perspective, he is so undervalued. He had 140 targets last year. And that was an offense that was a disaster. Now mm. Justin Fields has been working with him this entire year, this entire offseason. He could end up being the Brandon Marshall for what year was it? 2014 when he had like close to 200 targets. Like mm. he could be funneled a lot of work and people yeah. are just overlooking this part of it. So you got Darnell as the bona fide number one. Then you got Byron Pringle, who's proven that he could be a quality number two guy. Mm-hmm. Then you have Bayless Jones Jr., and he's going to take the top off the defense. And mm-hmm. just having him and his speed out there is going to be dynamic for them. And then if your fourth receiver is guys like Equinemius St. Brown and Keel Harry, who has ability, a, mm-hmm. a chip on his shoulder and Keel Harry, like, I don't know. I It feels too casual to just, I don't know. It feels like somebody who just looks at Madden ratings and doesn't understand that everybody on this offense has a very specific role. What do you think? I feel the same way. I, it's a great article out right now on Athletic by Don, Dan Pompey, the Hall of Famer, about mm-hmm. Darnell Mooney and his work ethic. It's insane. Like they should, He's saying he's showing up at Hallis Hall at 12 o'clock in the morning. You know, he's on the jug. We already know he had it. The first thing he bought was a yeah. judging machine, right? This kid is insane in his work ethic. I think a lot of people discount that. And I know there's been some mockery about the Bears players working out and people posting videos, right? I think it's important because these guys are putting in work, like mm-hmm. insane amount of work. Him and Justin Fields, uh, I mean, uh, David Montgomery is the same way. He's, he has a legendary work ethic. Jalen Johnson, Roquan mm-hmm. Smith. These guys work, and that eventually pays off. When you have that much talent and you work that hard, eventually it is going to pay off. I think Darnell Moon is going to be a stud. People say, well, he's not big. Well, a lot of these guys aren't big. These Z-type receivers like Stephon Diggs, he isn't that big. Brennan Cooks yeah. isn't that big. Uh, people think Odell Beckham is 6'3". What is he, like 5'11"? Nope, you know? he's, yeah, he's not that tall at all. He, he's not that tall. So his height isn't going to be a limitation. And, you know, like Vela Jones Jr., you know, we both love, you know, friend of the show, you know. Friend of the show. Uh, yeah, friend of the show. He has a skill set. Byron Pingo has a skill set. I think the wide receiver room is going to be fine. I, I don't think that's going to be an issue going forward. We have other questions. We got to see. The offensive line is probably the main because they, they don't wear pads. You know, they're out there blocking in shorts and T-shirts. So yeah. that's to me, that's the biggest concern. I don't think wide receiver is going to be an issue at all. I, I just don't. I think these guys are talented. I really do as well. I, again, I don't think anybody's going to confuse them with the greatest show on turf yeah. or anything <laughs> like that. And I – I just don't think the offense is set up that way. Like the offense mm-hmm. isn't going to be designed to be this prolific or prolific in the terms of passing yardage. I think there's going to be a lot of, lot of emphasis on running the football. You look at what Luke Getze, the system he's coming from now, obviously he was the quarterback's coach in green Bay. But if you look at what made the Packers successful last year, obviously Aaron Rodgers is a huge, huge chip in this, in this yeah. instance. But even with a player like Aaron Rodgers. They were not requiring him to throw the football all that much. The Bears attempted more passes than Aaron Rodgers did. 
Aaron Rodgers is not out there setting records for attempts or anything like that. And they really relied on Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And you look at the Bears, and you're like, well, they got David Montgomery. They got Khalil Herbert. Like, okay. Then you got Darnell Mooney, who, again, is not he's not a straight connection. You know, he's not Devontae Adams at this point of his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope that he will be. But, okay, that's fair. But, you know, he's that he's playing that role. It's kind of like when I'm on Good Morning Football. Like, I'm not Kyle Brandt. <laughs> but I am like the 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 Kirkland version of it. Like I've like if you put Kyle Brandt and me next to each other, we're like the before and after of Captain America. <laughs> like he's the yoke superhero, and I'm like the little he guy sitting yoke. in the cab. Uh, it's fine. Listen, I I got a mirror. I have a mirror. I see how I look. Like I'm not I'm not afraid of it. Okay, like you're not going to offend me. But you know, I I think like you just kind of see the pieces starting to fall into place where it's like okay, this at this current juncture. Like, oh, the kind of a poor man's version of it. Like, okay, and this is what we're trying to put together. Like, Ryan Poles is not walking in here and rebuilding them in an offseason. It's going to take some time and some time to put together. And the offensive line, though, is the one thing. Like, if people want to sit here and they want to poke holes and they want to be like, well, what, what's the deal with the offensive line? That's understandable. We're, we're putting a lot of faith in guys like Tevin Jenkins and Larry Borum which could be concerning, but at the same time, I think that, you know, why not be optimistic at this point? Yeah. Uh, I have an issue with people. Like, I don't care if you, you're negative or you're positive, but yeah. I see people who are upset that people are optimistic. Like, why are you upset that something is bringing another human being joy? Yeah. <laughs> Let that person be happy. You may not agree with them. You guys can debate, but don't be mad at them for being happy. Yeah, the, the, I, I agree. We we don't we're not gonna be the Kansas City Chiefs. What was the year they won? Uh, Twenty nineteen when they yeah. won the Super when they prolific passing. We're not gonna be like that. Uh, I don't think so. Hopefully we are. Maybe we, we don't know. This thing is. We don't, don't know. Like yeah, yeah well, I, I don't know why I'm, I don't know why I'm taking that away from Justin. Maybe he will throw for five thousand yards. Why should I say otherwise? Yeah. yeah, we don't know, but we don't think so. We're being kind of realistic, right? So we don't yeah. think so, but. Let people be happy. Enjoy it, man. We don't know. That's the fun part of offseason. I can't wait for training camp. I can't wait for the preseason so I can actually see these guys in pads, in uniforms, playing against other football players because this has been so much talk. It was uh, everybody saying something. And I think what happens is the Bears, we have a lot, such a large fan base. We're rabid fans. People say, oh, I'll just say something about the Bears. All the Bear fans come and blah, blah, blah. I tried to, like, stop doing that, you know, because I kind of know what's going on. But, uh, a lot of people need to understand that. We just got to wait and see what these guys do. And a lot of answers is going to be questioned, you know, what's going to be going on this season. It's going to be really interesting because we got a really young team. It's a lot of question marks, but a lot of question marks can lead to a lot of answers. So it can be a, a fun season. We're probably not going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> but How dare you? <laughs> it's been nice having ill will on the show as we move down this season. <laughs> I, I, no, no, no. I agree with all that. That, you know what? That is one of the things that drives me nuts. And it's, I, I don't know if it's human nature or whatever it is. Like, I have a friend who constantly just wants to be negative about every sports franchise that he roots for. And unfortunately, he also roots for the LA Angels. And so when the Angels got off to a good start this year, he was like, I hope you don't think this is going to last. This organization, and you're like, whatever. And now he's almost gleeful that the Angels are playing so poorly. 
And I sometimes find that with Bears fans too. Like, are you just, you just want to be miserable? Like, do you want to just be like a curmudgeon the whole time? Like, we have a lot of questions with our offensive line. People are like, well, why do you assume they're going to be good? I'm like, why do you assume they're going to be bad? Like, maybe, you know, when last season, you know, when we were all hoping, and I, I think that you and I were in agreement on this. Last year, and you can go pull the receipts. Like my Twitter, you can dig through it. I know there's going to be a lot of like me answering fantasy questions that you have to dig through, but <laughs> heading into the draft, it's probably easier to find it on my Instagram. I was trying to speak Justin Fields to the Bears into existence. Like yeah. I wanted to make that happen. That was the quarterback that I wanted. And I obviously people are like, well, Trevor Lawrence was obviously going to Jacksonville. Mm. There was no, so there's no issue about it. But then even then, I still, again, like if you watch that that college football championship or the semifinal, yeah, and you knew nothing about college, and you're like, these are the two best quarterbacks in college. Who do you want? Like nobody watching that game would have picked Trevor Lawrence. No, Trevor Lawrence became a legend because he was so good as a freshman that everybody just was like, wow, we can't wait to see this guy in the NFL. And so they're giving him every pass. Oh, it was the coach. Like, why does he get credit? for urban meyer and he's like well you can't judge him on urban meyer i'm like well then why do we have to judge justin fields on matt Nagy? and i know i'm going into a separate issue and i'm going down a wormhole and everything like that and as i do i want to remind everybody that you can listen to the sick podcast in chicago am 1530 that is the chicago home of the sick podcast it's also the the chicago home of the no name podcast with our friends olin cruz olin Krutz. And Jason McKee is throwing that out there. Just let it. And if you're listening to us right now on the show, just want to remind you, you can catch us on Tuesday nights on YouTube. We do a live stream. It's a lot of fun. And uh, Carmen Vitale will be on with us this week. So again, I just don't, I don't know why people need to trade a negative. And again, like, I don't want to be the toxic positivity person, but it's like, I don't get any value in, in, I, I just, I don't know. Well, like, it's like music. Like people do this with music or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know, like I like that pizza place. Are you like, you know, like I like Giordano's. People, I hate that place. Like, okay, I, I that wasn't what I was asking. <laughs> exactly. Like, why do people just have to offer these negative comments? I don't get it. I don't know. Just let people live. I'm the same way. I'm like, you just scroll, you know. <laughs> yeah, you see these debates on the like, you know, even hey, we're going off on a tangent about like. Uh, music, like you said, somebody be like, I love Eminem. I hate Eminem. Okay, great. Awesome. Don't listen to him. You don't have to download. Yeah, <laughs> real easy. That was a real, <laughs> real easy. But yeah. Solve, solve that problem right there. <laughs> solve that problem real quick. <laughs> don't listen to him. All right. Solve that. But yeah, this 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 offseason has been crazy, which what, usually what you get is that when there's a regime change, there's a lot of positivity, right? Yeah. Oh, the new guys are going to be better than the last. And, and, and it's been mixed. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. You know, usually we're happy the last guys got fired. We can all agree yeah. that Nagy was horrible. Pace was not a good steward of uh, the Bears' assets. <laughs> his his. I think I think Pace's mistakes were too unforgivable. Yeah, he was like he was like Henry Hill in a way. You know what I'm saying? From Goodfellas, mm-hmm. like yeah, we love you. You did a lot, of, but like now we have to turn our back on you. Thank yeah. you for giving us Justin Fields, but now. Some of your transgressions were too inexcusable. You got to go. But yeah, where was the positivity of bringing in Ryan Poles? Why are people already upset about him? I don't know. It's not like we know a lot about general manager candidates in the NFL. It's not like we, we like we kind of know who the coaches are, kind of. Yeah. We don't know who these people are. Like, 
if they hire a guy, I just assume that maybe they know what they're doing because I have no idea. I don't know who the next executive is. You know, who, who am I? I don't know yeah. these guys. I'm not looking at these guys' resumes. Right? I don't know what they did. So I just hear him and I was like, okay, let me see what he's trying to do. And I, I like what Ryan Poles is trying to. I kind of see the vision. Uh, he said this, and this stuck out to me in his, uh, his press conference. He said, the Bears are used to coming in, having a good season, and then being bad for several years, having a good season being bad for several years. He said he's trying to build sustained success. I think of teams like the Ravens, the Steelers, and I got to say this, is like the Packers. These guys have been good for a very long time, since the 90s. They just always kind of just good. I want to be that team. And those teams do things a certain way. They don't spend a bunch of money in free agency. They don't trade all their draft picks. They accumulate draft picks and select a bunch of players because they know it's a crapshoot. So they draft 15 players. And then seven work out. And then they go to free agency and they get bargain band guys because they know free agency is also a crapshoot. And yeah. the more players you get, the more likely you're going to hit. And they just are good. And they'll win a championship, but they're always in the playoffs. They always have double-digit double digit win seasons. I think that's fun, right, to just be good and yeah. have a shot. You know, we, I think we're so caught up in just the quick fixes and trying to – do make the big trade, trade up in the draft, get that one or two players, and then we're good for like a year, and then we go back to sucking. Yeah. I'm tired of that. It's awful. Like it's not a, <laughs> it's not a, it's not sustainable. Yeah, that's what the that's what the Lions are gonna do. Like that's yeah. that's them. That the Lions are good at that. The Vikings are good at like, hey, we're good for a couple of years, then we disappear. And I know a lot of people, and I'm somewhat dismissive of the Packers because they've had so much great Hall of Fame quarterback play over the last 30 plus years with just two rings to show for it. But yeah. if you look at what they've done recently, they make good draft picks, especially on defense. And it is annoying. Mm. That is the, that is the worst part. Like, it's just annoying. Like, <laughs> ah, like whenever you're watching the draft, you're like, ah, that's a good pick. The only time that they made a misstep was when they drafted Jordan Love. Mm -hmm. And that, that ended up motivating their quarterback, like nobody's <laughs> business. And I, I'm, listen, I'm almost of the mind of like, they did that on purpose. They really did that. Like they probably, you know, I liked, I personally, I liked Jordan Love as a prospect coming out of Utah state and thought he was going to be a good player to the point of like, you know, one of the, like the chart, like some of these teams should consider drafting him. And I, when he went to the Packers, I laughed because like, number one, they didn't, he didn't, they didn't draft a wide receiver. Mm -hmm. Number two, it's like, that's kind of funny. Like Aaron Rodgers is upset. But they probably it was probably a little bit of a litmus test to see how Aaron Rodgers was going to respond. Now, unfortunately, he responded by having two of the best years of his career. And so that that part of it wasn't fun. But they do a great job of drafting. And I think what we're starting to see with the Bears, hopefully, is that they're starting to put together some good drafts. You know what I'm saying? Like Justin Fields, okay, giving up a first round pick that the Giants got this season was a little annoying. That's mm -hmm. fine. But if you would have told me, like, we're getting we're getting Justin Fields, and if Thibodeau or Lucas uh, Evan, who, whoever the lineman was that they drafted, I, I wasn't paying attention. That yeah, much. I like, you don't have a first we round. We have a first round. What do I care? <laughs> um, no, and but like Evan Neal, like if one of those guys flames out, and I, I, I don't root against anybody unless they're a Packer. But if, <laughs> if the guy that they, it would have been Evan Neal because they used Thibodeau with their own pick. Um, if Evan Neal's not good, I will feel better about myself. Like, well, we still got Justin Fields. Even if it doesn't matter, he could be a Hall of Famer if Justin Fields is good. 
I don't think it's going to matter. But that's the one thing is you watch these teams and you have to change the narrative. I mean, that's that's one of the things you want from the Bears. Like last season, I thought the draft obviously was pretty good. I thought that Justin was perfect. We still hope that Tevin Jenkins is going to work out. And if Larry Borum, and they're not the only guys too. I know I'm forgetting yeah, about Khalil Herbert. Graham. Khalil Herbert, like Thomas Graham. Let's say those guys are good. Let's say what we saw last year is like, oh yeah, they're on the right track. They're good. And if Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker are good, the Bears could start being that team that who are annoying because like, God, they're making great draft picks. Like they're building a good roster. And they, they, I mean, it wasn't too long ago that that really was the case. Yeah. But it wasn't until they drafted Cedric Benson that everything went downhill. That was it. That was the yeah. one. Those um, Angelo drafts were insane. His first couple of drafts with the, with the Lance Briggs and Mike Browns and Erlikers and Briggs and Tillmans and Hesters. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's funny, too, because, you know, I've been, you know, working for the NFL for a long time. I was uh, I was an intern, and one of my friends had asked me in that Erlacher draft, he's like, who's a guy that you like that nobody's talking about? And I'm like, Brian Erlacher. And he's like, okay, you're right, because I've never heard of this player. I'm like, yeah, he plays in New Mexico. He was a safety. He was a linebacker. He was a punt returner. He punted. Like, he did everything. Mm-hmm. He was an amazing athlete. And so I remember when he was drafted, I was very excited. I was very excited, too, because a lot of people, you know, outside of the guys who were on the, you know, the broadcast for ESPN and everything, people are like, who is this? Who's this Lobo? Why are we, why are we taking a guy from the whack? Like, this makes no sense. But it turned out to be a great pick. And I'm hopeful, you know, that a lot of the guys that we've been picking go in that direction. And that's when you will start to see the consistency where you can be like year in and year out. This team's going to be competitive. They're going to be in the mix because that's what you want. Like, look at, I mean, I don't know. Cause like you could look at the Cubs for instance, and they had that, you know, that nice run won the world series. And now it's just gone. The mm-hmm. white Sox, great in 2005. And then, you know, exactly. not so much then. And by the way, speaking of the white Sox, the only team that won't fire their manager, we've seen Joe Madden get fired. <laughs> the blue Jays let go of their manager and all the white Sox fans are sitting there like, okay, Tony Lewis is next, right? <laughs> He's next, right? Uh, not so much. I, I don't know. I, I just kind of like the way. Um, what do you think of the last couple of drafts? I, I, going back and giving Pace a little bit of credit, I think the last two drafts have been pretty nice. Yeah, Pace, th- this is the thing that, that confused me about Pace. He was okay at drafting players, so but he draft, he, he sent away all his draft picks. Like, yeah. that was crazy to me. Like, David Montgomery was a good pick. He had some good picks. Uh, Adrian Amos, God. Oh, my gosh. You know, you know he, he he drafted Darnell Mooney in the fifth round. Yeah. he He's made yeah. some good picks, but he never kept his draft picks. That, that was the thing that irritated me. I'm like, you're good at drafting players. Why do you have these four or five-man oh. draft classes? <laughs> Hold on to your picks. <laughs> it is it is frustrating. And then obviously Roquan Smith yeah. was an excellent pick. But then you have Leonard Floyd, who whose career is now rebounding in Los Angeles, which is amazing. You just put him next to Aaron Donald, and all of a sudden he's a good player. Weird how that works. Yeah. There were some other picks where he, he moved around for some of these guys. You're like, ah, you didn't have to do that. Even the Mitch Trubisky thing. Again, yeah. That again, when you talk about things that are inexcusable yes i can excuse you for allowing um for for hiring matt Nagy. i thought that at the time 
It seemed like an acceptable acceptable move. I was excited about Matt Nagy. Mm -hmm. As much as I sit here and say, like, I love Justin Fields. I love this guy. I like Matt Nagy. So I, I will wear that. And I was a huge fan of his. Draft doctor, Phil, not so much. Everybody <laughs> else, you're in. Yeah, Phil, it's, Phil mean, never liked him. <laughs> never. Like he knew the whole time. Yeah. It, it's like one of those things, like somebody, one of your friends is dating somebody new and you're like, oh, I like this guy. But Phil's like, immediately, I don't like him. He's got to go. Like, be no, nice. two, two people I, I got to connect eventually. I know this is going off the rails. Uh, uh, Phil and Devorah, because Devorah is the same way. Devorah, I don't like him. I was like, dude, he's doing okay. No, like from day one, day one, he didn't like him. Yeah. Yeah. Day one, and he did. You know what? That's that's true. And by the way, uh, for anybody who's listening to us on AM fifteen thirty, WCKG, the home of the Sick Podcast in Chicago, Draft Doctor Phil uh, has his own podcast called the Tape Never Lies Network. If you want to go check that out, try to get familiar with some of these guys who uh, who are putting out great Bears content because we cannot trust the national media to go out there and do it for us. And listen, I I'm on Good Morning Football. I do the total access TA from LA. I'm on the NFL fantasy live show. I understand the disadvantages of going out and trying to cover all 32 teams because there will be people in fan bases are like, well, this idiot just said this. And I, I will tell you right now, ill will that I try my darndest. I lean on our researchers. Matt Hamilton's our researcher on good morning football. Uh, Kyle Brown is our guy on total access. Matt Frederick, on NFL Fantasy Live, I lean on these people to say, listen, if I don't be afraid to come after me, if I say something, because I will tell you, if there's something that doesn't seem right, call it out, let's talk about it, and let's go through it. Because I don't want to be in a position where, and I and, and if I'm wrong, I'll ride. I don't mind saying it. I know that uh, there was, I can't remember the specific example. It might have been Titan fans, because they're good fans, and they're, they're on you. They will not let anything slide, which is fine. I don't want to be given a free pass by any stretch of the imagination. But I just get upset when I see people like Keyshawn Johnson, who Keyshawn is a talented person. He has a, a national platform for a reason. He's intelligent. He, he doesn't, he's, he's, he's a thoughtful individual. I just don't understand why he's saying like, so dismissive of the Bears roster where he said that they don't have three guys, three guys who would start on any other team. I'm like, there's three guys in the backfield yeah, exactly. who could start on another team. Was it Justin, Khalil, and David Montgomery could start on other teams. Now, Justin's not starting in Kansas City, exactly. but the Carolina Panthers just traded for Baker Mayfield. So I think there's at least one other team that Justin Fields would start for. And if we want to start going through the list, we could start well, doing you are that. right now in New York, the Giants. <laughs> Yeah, like he would start for the New York Giants. You don't think that, that Joe Shane and Brian Dable would welcome Justin Fields to New York? Like I think yes. they, they I some people might be regretting that they didn't use that pick on them on him themselves. But exactly. What did you make of that? Because this is another thing that really irritates me. I just running through off the top of your head, like who are the guys outside of those three? Like who else? Like Darnell Mooney? Yeah. Is another player. I think that Lucas Patrick would probably start on other teams. Yeah, Cole Komet. Cole Komet would start on a tight end. And that's just the offense. And our offense sucked yeah. last year. And on defense, yeah. you can go forever. Roquan Smith is an yeah. all-pro caliber player. Jalen Johnson. Uh, like you said, Kyle Gordon. Eddie Jackson would start on a lot of teams. Robert Quinn. Bobby uh, Quinn. 
Yeah, Travis Gibson. You know, it's a lot of guys that will start. I mean, in the interior, Justin Jones started for the freaking Chargers. We picked yeah. him up. He's a good pickup. Uh, we got a lot of, especially on defense, we got a lot of players. Uh, Moreau started for the Raiders before he was injured. Like, come on, man. We got a lot of players that would start on a lot of different. And there's guys that, that are going to get a name made for themselves. Like with the with the national media, I put this tweet out to Bear Sporting because I was off and I went on a rant yesterday, right? Yeah. I told them, it kind of like what you're saying. I said, it's, it's hard to even study one team. Like, I focus on the Bears. So that means I spend a lot of my when I have time. I'm like watch, watching YouTube videos, reading uh, articles, listening to podcasts on one team. I can't imagine doing that for all 32 teams. So you got to understand that they're national media. They just look at the piece of paper, right? A guy like Keyshawn, yeah. who knows more about football than I'll ever know that 100%. he's forgot more about. Hundred percent. He looks at the piece of paper. He says they lost Allen Robinson, good player. Lost Khalil Mack, great player. Lost Akeem Hicks. You know, he just looked at the piece of paper. They lost all these guys. They're going to be worse. Who are these guys they got? Byron Pringle, he's not better than uh, Allen Robinson. He's not. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, they Justin, did. Justin Jones or Akeem Hicks. Like, yeah, right. yeah, I'm going to go with Akeem Hicks. They lost Khalil Mack and replaced him with uh, Dominique Robinson and Phil Brown Pitt. So that's how they see it. And I can understand that perspective. He's not going to dig deep. Like, I've watched like every Matt Eberflus defense, like an NFL game plan, your employer. Yeah, I, yeah, I skip yeah. all offense because I don't want to see Andrew Luck play. I mean, not Andrew Luck, but uh, Carson Wentz play football. So I just watch the defense. <laughs> so he, he's not going to do that. You know, he's not going to look at the 2018 Colts roster and be like, man, Matt Eberflus made them a top 10 defense. He's yeah. not going to do that. So I tell Bears fans, the, the little influence that I have, don't take it so personal. You know, yeah. They don't don't take it so personal. He doesn't know. He's not watching uh, Bayless Jones Jr. breakdowns against South Carolina. Yeah. You know, he's not doing that. He don't have time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was surprised he's not sticking up for Bayless. They're both the USC guys, although I don't know what Keyshawn's relationship is like now with USC. I know it was tenuous for a little bit, but who knows? Mm-hmm. And maybe he's upset that he went and finished his career at Tennessee, which is be i guess i don't mm-hmm. not that he would have a personal grudge i don't think Keyshawn is like that no, I, so. I just i would just was thrown off by like god you don't you're not usually that guy Keyshawn. he's that not. is the thing and i listen i'll pull back the curtain a little bit with the uh television networks is that you know honestly outside like the fantasy show is different but the fantasy show is different because we know offenses better than a lot of people like whenever mm-hmm. i'm in a meeting and like a lot of people be like who's that or i mean this was last year i was in a total access meeting like who is who is even the backup quarterback for the Texans? You know, Davis Mills. Like, mm-hmm. oh, how did you know that? Like, is Rex? Where's Rex Burke? He's on the he's on the Texans. Like, how do you know that? I'm like, I gotta know the depth charts for you know that that's the mm-hmm. biggest issue in fantasy is like knowing a lot of the handcuffs, a lot of the depth charts. I get lost on defense sometimes. I'll admit, I'll admit that. Like sometimes I'm not as hip to it, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I just I just really was put off a little bit, so to speak, because I just. I like a lot of what Keyshawn does. I know that Keyshawn's been at the forefront of trying to advocate for uh, NFL pioneers like Kenny Washington. So I've always been like, okay, I would, and I actually have had fine interactions with Keyshawn. But then it was just, and you talked about it being personal. I did, I guess I do. I guess I did take it a little personal. And it's hard not yeah. to because I feel like yeah. the Bears, the Bears fan base is one where, and listen, TV producers will do this. They'll be like, hey, you know, you run out of things to talk about. Talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Okay, like that, that makes sense. And so I, you know, I just feel like the Bears are now that team of 
Well, you'll get the Bears idiots upset if you go and say something mm -hmm. outlandish. So we've seen a lot of Keyshawn Johnson saying, or not that a lot of him, but he's like, they don't have three other, they don't have three guys who would start on another team. And somebody else is like, the Bears are going to have the first pick in the draft. Yeah. And they're going to do this. And those casuals on Twitter, like, the roster got worse. And I'm like, it did not get worse. That no. is the key thing. I, I don't think that it got worse, did it? No, no I don't think so. I think we we all going to, like, we love Khalil Mag, but he was hurt last year. Like, I think if you're if you're not a, a, a hardcore Bear fan and watch every game, you just see Khalil Mag love. You don't understand he only played six games, right, seven games. Yeah. They don't know that. And that's, you know – I used to take a personal and then I kind of just realized what they're doing. I don't think it gotten, it's gotten worse. Akeem Hicks, love Akeem Hicks. I oh. kind of was like trying to figure out a way he can fit and play three technique. I know he doesn't really fit it, but, you know, I like I love Akeem Hicks, so I was trying to figure out how he could work. But he missed a lot of games last year. Danny Trebathan didn't even. He hadn't played in two years. The same thing. Yeah. Uh, Cohen, who's, who's had a tough go-around the last couple of years. Oh, yeah, God bless yeah. him and everything he's gone through. But he hasn't played in a while. But these are players that people recognize and they left and they were just like, oh, they left, they're gonna be bad. And and also too, I, li I like that you said about the fantasy football. And I don't like, I'm not taking Nazis in fantasy football. But Please what kill. I think it's fine. You're not gonna offend me. <laughs> but one thing I, I see is that you see a lot of fans because they play fantasy, they don't even pay attention to the defensive side of the ball. They just look at a this offense has these players. I know who these players are, they're good fans. This offense doesn't have these players. So, therefore, this team is better. But it doesn't work like that. Football is a complementary sport. That offense has to play against the defense. So, it, if you're like the Jets, for example, their defense sucks. They're yeah. like one of the worst defenses in the NFL. They were like 31st or something like that. So, Cody, they got a few weapons. Yeah. So, now, Zach Wilson is going to have to win shootouts every game because his defense can't stop. You know, they're like the, the, paper, the paper thing that the high school players run for. Uh, like when they run into the field, you know, yeah, smacking the helmets, the paper mistake, yeah. whatever it is. That's what they are. They're just going to get run through. They're going to go up 40 points a game. Zach Wilson is going to be asked to win shootouts. Justin Fields isn't going to be asked yeah. to win shootouts. They're going to play good defense because Matt Eberfuss always has a good defense. He just does. It's what he does. They're going to run the ball because they got good running backs. And they're not going to ask Justin Fields to win 40-point shootouts. That's how the – that's how football works. And I, I think a lot of people just don't even pay attention to the defense, totally discredit and just look at total the offensive part yeah. of the game, you know, like and then NFL has done that because Pat Mahomes, all you need is a superstar quarterback having throw 40 times a game, 50 times a game and win a game, you know, 50 to 43, you know. But that's not reality to for a lot of teams, yeah. It's not a reality for us because uh, Ryan Pace. But, you know, I will say this uh, also, just a quick reminder for anybody listening to us on AM 1530 WCKG in Chicago. You're listening to the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank. Our guest is Ill Will of Twitter fame. He is the keeper of the receipts, letting know. And I'm telling you, if the, if the Bears have a successful season, there are going to be a lot of people running back to the Twitter machine trying to erase a lot of tweets. Not Keyshawn. I think Keyshawn's man enough to own his mistakes and we'll we'll talk about it so i don't mean to be talking bad about Keyshawn johnson because yeah. again i do like him i just uh i just i, I don't know i just <laughs> like you said but you make a great point because my aunt who lives in newark illinois not sure not uh, people who are listening will be like oh yeah newark illinois where else yeah right outside of sandwich i go there after you know oswego 
But <laughs> they know Khalil Mack. They know Allen Robinson. And you're like, yeah, Allen Robinson didn't have the best season in 2021. Mm. Nothing against him. Yeah. I'm not upset at him. I'll never, I, I talk about taking things personal. Like, I'm not personally upset with Allen Robinson. He's cool. Like, I, when he switched teams, I personally reached out to him on Twitter. I said, congratulations. Go play for the Rams. Go chase a ring. I hope you win it, sort of. I mean, if we don't. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to exactly. say it won't be the Bears. But if, if, if for some reason the Bears don't win the Super Bowl, I hope it's the Rams and Allen Robinson, or I hope it's Tampa Bay and Akeem Hicks, you know, one of these former – even the Chargers and Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm happy for all of you guys. What you did when you were in a Bears uniform was admirable. We respect it. But last year, we can say, you didn't play a lot. You know, mm-hmm. Khalil Mack played seven games. Travis Gibson, who replaced him, was pretty good. And yep. is now going back to play his position. Now it's not the same. It's not the star power. You know, it's like if, you know, sometimes when you go to the the the, the comedy store in Los Angeles, you know, you might sit there and you might be paying because you want to go see David Spade. And then he cancels and you're going to go see Earl Skakel. And you probably might not have heard of this guy. He ends up being as funny if not funnier mm-hmm. than what you would have gotten out of David Spade. And you're like, Oh, that was a great show. It wasn't a household name. It wasn't who you were expecting, but you still go out there and get that production. And I think that Gibson's going to be a player like that. And I think the bears roster is kind of filled with guys like that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, and the NFL, you have to make your name because before I, I forgot who said this, you were nobody until you became someone, right? Who was Tyree yeah. kill before he exploded? He was a guy who got, he had some legal issues. I, I, well, I got to say that. He was he yeah. was somebody, but for not the, not the reason not the right reasons, right? He, he was somebody, but for not for the right. How about Darnell Mooney? Let's talk about Darnell yeah. Mooney. Get <laughs> out of Memphis. <laughs> Darnell Mooney was this guy out of Tulane, right? Skinny Tulane, little Tulane. kid. Yeah, they was like, who is I'm this? Talking guy? About Anthony Miller, sorry. Yeah, Anthony Miller. Yeah, say who is this guy? And then he just kind of comes on, he explodes on the scene. It, it happens all the time, right? It happens. That's the NFL. There, that's the reason why they're more UDFAs in the Hall of Fame than our number one overall draft picks because it's in fact once you get there, you got your who it was uh Davis, Terrell Davis, uh for the Broncos. He was a like yeah. six round draft pick on special teams. Yeah. And then he ended up getting a shot and now he's a Hall of Famer. Right? This yeah. is the NFL. You know, once you get your shot, you get your opportunity, you make your name. Travis Gibson has opportunity to make his name. This is his opportunity. He comes out and get double digit sacks and he's on a, a, a top 10 defense, he's gonna be a name. Same thing with Jalen Johnson. He's right on the cusp, right? People know he's good, but yeah. if, he, if he takes another step, he becomes Charles Peanut Tillman in this Tampa 2 Bears defense, now he's a legend, right? If Eddie Jackson can bounce back. You know, he was a fourth-round pick out of Alabama with a broken leg. You know, people kind of gave up on him, made a name for himself. This happens all the time. And so, I, to me, that's exciting. Some people, they want the for-sure names. I think it's exciting when we have a team of young players that are hungry and want to make a name. That's fun to me. That's fun. We had all these older guys. We knew who they were. You know, they're paid. They, you know, they get they start relaxing. They worry about money. Like, like Valus Jones Jr., these guys love the game at this point. They're they just trying to make a name for themselves in the league so they can get that payday. And to me, that's almost the most fun aspect of the, of, of, of the, of the sport, is seeing these guys just hungry that want to, like, be a be somebody. Justin Fields wants to be great. I want to see Justin Fields. I believe in Justin Fields. Like I'm a like. Oh yeah. If if if, if he turns out not to work out, which I don't doubt it, because I am a Justin Fields fan. 
I think he's going to be a great quarterback. I think he's going to one day ascend into a top 10, top five quarterback. And the, my faith in the Bears come from, from that. I think Darnell Mooney is going to be eventually a top 10 wide receiver. I just do. He's a top like 15 guy now, 20 guy now, based on his production. I think these guys are going to make their name. And a lot of people are going to have to say, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. These guys were, yeah, I think they're going to make I think Jaquan Gersker is a beast. Yeah. yeah. He's a beast. You know, these guys are gonna they're gonna make some noise. Justin Justin Jones is a beast. A lot of people sleeping mm-hmm. on him. These guys want to make a name and I want to see it. You know, as you're sitting here talking about players who make who've made a name for themselves, I was trying to think of two guys uh on the Indianapolis Colts. Is it what is it, Kenny Moore, the cornerback? Mm-hmm. Darius Butler had a great breakdown of Kenny Moore on Good Morning Football Thursday showing what he did well, showing how well he played as a slot receiver. And we see, you know, the in the NFL, the number one cornerback is starting to become the slot receiver. And I think that's going to be a big tell in the Matt Eberflus defense of, like, who is playing the slot corner? Who's lining up against those great elite players? Because you see it all the time. They put players like Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown. They put a lot of the top – yeah, they put a lot of top receivers in the slot now – because they want to get that one-on-one coverage. And so now mm-hmm. your slot corner actually has to sometimes be the best. So it's going to be very interesting. But the point was, and obviously Kenny Moore is a great player. Like he has a lot of natural ability. Darius Leonard is another player yes. who has another a lot of natural ability. But he was a second-round draft pick. He was not a first-round draft pick. And this is what gives me so much confidence about Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker is that Matt Eberflus has a history – of taking these type of players and maximizing their ability. For Matt Eberflus to sit there and go into a draft war room and be like, you know what, Kyler Gordon is the kind of player that we need. Jaquan Brisker is the kind of player that we need. That gives me the most confidence. And, you know, we've heard the stories before that they expected Kyler Gordon to be gone. They -hmm. were expecting to take Jaquan Brisker, which, by the way, if that would have been the first pick, that would have – Bears Twitter would have melted down upon itself. Exactly. Like there would have been no, we we would not, I we wouldn't be able to sit here and defend it. Like we would be taking too many slings and arrows. I'd be interested as what they would have done with the second pick, but we would have never been able to defend that. Like we would have been, we I don't know what we'd be doing right now. We'd be we'd be talking about music. I don't know. <laughs> like we drafted a safety. Oh my god. Yeah. Kyle Gordon was in the draft room, right? He was uh, on day yes. one. Yeah, he, he was, was, he was a day one. He was expected to be a day one guy. Yeah, so he fell to you. You need another cornerback, and I mean, draft a guy has a first round like grade on you. You pick him. I, I was joking. I think who else was joking? I think it was Brennan Brennan Segura. We were talking about that. Uh, the Bears are going to draft a defensive player in the first pick in the second round. And Bears Twitter is going to melt down. That was, they're like they're going to. Oh my God, Segura was on this show yeah. the <laughs> Friday of the draft, and we said the same thing. We said. <laughs> We got the cornerback wrong. Uh, it's the guy who ended up going to the Minnesota Vikings, but like we nailed it. Like we yeah. totally called it. Well, <laughs> and that's well. exactly what that's exactly what they did. And that's what I'm saying. Like the, the Colts, that team, I went over that team. They drafted Darius Leonard in the second round. Mm-hmm. People didn't like the pick. They said they, oh, they hated it. They hated, they hated it. it. Kenny Moore was cut by the New England Patriots, and the Colts picked him up off waivers the year before. So wait, it was wait, like, wait, hold on, stop. 
He didn't work out for the for the Patriots and found success no, with another team. Okay, I, yes. I don't know why that's on the top of my mind. <laughs> I'll find that away. That I'll think of where the connection's coming from. Yeah. <laughs> so those were those two supers. They didn't have uh, what? Who did they get? Buckner. They didn't have Buckner yet. You no, know. they traded. Well, they traded for him. They traded for a very good player. Yeah. yeah. They traded for him later, but that team was like I think they were twenty seven under Pagano. Yeah. And right when he was the coach, and then they hired. Uh, they had the whole debacle with uh, what's his name from New England. Uh, yeah, Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Do we consider the jo- is Josh McDaniels on his third stop or his second? Does do, does Indianapolis count or not? Oh, I'm man. kidding. It doesn't. It does. <laughs> but but yeah. So that defense took off after that. They didn't have a lot of big names. I think Malik Hooker was on that defense, but he was like coming off injuries. It wasn't all. There weren't a lot of names on that defense, right? And they balled out. They balled out. And Darius Leonard obviously became a star. And Kenny Moore became a star. He wasn't a star before then. I think that's what's going to happen on the Bears' defense. You're going to have a few people that I don't know who this guy is. He's going to be a pro bowler, all-pro yeah. type player at, by the time the season's in. Because we've seen this defense. We've seen this defense. No one talks about this defense. No. We're no. bringing – Casually the, forgetting about it. Yeah. Oh, we bring it in uh, Matt Eberflus, who's the disciple of Rod Marinelli. Oh, you know, remember Rod Marinelli, who took the Bears to the NFC Championship game? You I, know, you know. I, I remember. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty good. He was pretty good. You know, we still are Chicago. We're going to play. We're going to have a good defense. We're still the Bears. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to turn into the, I don't know, the, the Kansas City Chiefs and, you know, throw the ball 50 times a game and win shootouts. We're the Bears. You know, it's, embrace that. But we're the Bears, but we might have a superstar quarterback in the making. We might still have the good defense, still have the good running game, but oh yeah, we got the quarterback because the 26, 2006 Bears, we didn't have the quarterback. You know, shout out wow. to Rex Grossman. You know, love him, beloved Bear, but he wasn't the guy. If uh, we had the guy, we would have won. Is is beloved the right way to do that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying I, don't know to I don't know if that's the right way to put it. Although I'm softening to Red, Rex Grossman, I don't <laughs> quite, oh, I don't feel the same uh, angst I do as I did before. But listen, Ill Will, want to thank you for stopping by. We really appreciate it. We do numbers every time you come onto the show. I'm glad you are finally able to be on us with the, uh, as we appear here on AM 1530 WCKG in Chicago every Friday from two to three. So I'm glad that anybody bumping around, maybe you're going to Portillo's right now and you're like, I like this Ill Will. Go check them out on Twitter. Go check out the Three Kangs podcast. But uh, Will, we'll, uh, we'll see you later. Thanks. Peace. Peace. Thanks so much to Ill Will for being here again. And thanks to everybody here who has uh, been joining the show for the last couple of weeks. We've gotten some great feedback. We appreciate Johnny Z for putting this all together, the mastermind, the guy who has sat down and made all the correct moves. And we really appreciate him, appreciate being a part of this great network. So until Tuesday night, take it to the rank. That's all we got. Sammy, play us out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.